Welcome, everybody, to the latest episode in the Flat Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Kill. Joined again, as always, by Jordan Schultz and Jess Sabin. This week, we continue our conference previews. Um, we started last week with the Sun Belt. This week, we continue with the Mountain West. So everything you want to know about the Mountain West, maybe some things you didn't want to know, we'll talk about this week um, on that. So um, not a lot of news going on out there. There's some SEC leaks of, of schedules like Big Georgia, Alabama, um, and Georgia and Texas playing in 2024, but until anything official comes out, we'll we'll talk about those at another time. But uh, let's get right into it here. Um, let's start with the Mountain West preview. So um, the race to win the Mountain West this year will look slightly different than it has in past years, as the Mountain and West divisions of the conference are now gone, uh, with a 12-team, one-division format inserted in its place so um the top two teams standing at the end of the year will play in the conference title and i actually like this approach um than having like a you know like a big 10 situation where michigan and ohio state are clearly the best they play it and the winner plays some terrible team from the over conference i think it just makes the most sense to have the top two teams i know a lot of conferences going this way um talking about the conference itself you know with quarterback taylor green and a standout ground game coming back i think Boise State is in the top spot for many predictions um, that I've seen this year. Um, however, um, Air Force, Frenzo State, and San Diego State are far behind in, in many predictions as well. Um, the middle of the conference is pretty good. It's crowded with potential bowl teams in Wyoming and San Diego State. Um, and then you have Utah State, UNLV, and Colorado State are three teams that could surprise and get into that bowl contention, or maybe do more. So, Let's kick it off first with Air Force. And again, our um, our format here is we'll kind of go over the teams. We'll talk about the record from last year, and we'll tell you if we think they're going to do better or worse than last year. So starting first with Air Force here. Last year, they were 10-3 and overall, 5-3 and in conference. Um, so the Falcons will not have their ground attack as their quarterback, um, Daniels, or the running back, Brad Roberts, as they both have moved on. Um, but I think head coach Troy Calhoun is going to have you know, the right pieces to get them on track for the offense. So over the last few years, they've had a really good offense. I think they'll continue that. Um, and I think defense is pretty good. I think last year they only allowed 13.4 points a game. And so they, you know, I think they, they're usually pretty good on both sides of the ball. They're usually one of the better um, academies out there. When you compare it to like a Navy Air Force, they're usually up there pretty high, pretty consistent. So with that being said, start with you first, Jess. Do you think Air Force will be better or worse based on um, – what they have coming back in their schedule. I think they're going to be a little bit worse. Um, the big thing for me is that they're losing their quarterback, Hazik Daniels. Uh, they're losing their uh, leading rusher, Brad Roberts, who they combined for 471 carries. And not just that, they're losing three of the next four leading rushers on top of all of that. You know, they're losing a lot of pieces. And with how the game has moved, you know, having a great defense is great and all, but you need to be able to put up points. I mean, just look at Iowa, you know, great defense, couldn't move the ball. So I think, you know, they're going to need some adjustment period. Uh, they're going to need an, an adjustment period. But I think overall, I think they're going to take a step back. I don't think it's going to be a significant step, but, you know, maybe instead of finishing 10 and 3, Maybe they just get to eight. Okay. Jordan, do you agree or do you have them a little higher, a little lower? No, I, I agree with Jess. I, I think, um, you know, with all the points Jess said, with, you know, losing players, I, I think 
with it being a military academy school, it's it's different. You know, you lose pieces, but you kind of had those players develop because they're there. They have to be there. They can't really leave. They can't <laughs> transfer like these other schools. So so it's like you got these players, you developed them already. I think I think they're going to be fine with that. I think their schedule dictates a little, you know, harder. I mean, they got to go to they have to be they have to go to Hawaii. Um, they're at Boise State. Um, something like San, they play San Diego State. You know, they got those games, and they play in a neutral state in Denver versus Navy and Army. So I think their schedule dicta- dictates them being a little less than what they did last year, especially with them losing, you know, some key ap- uh, parts um, to their team. So I think same with Jessica, maybe eight wins. I think it's going to be a little tougher this year to get that 10 um, like last year, but I, I could see it happening if it does. But I, I think for sure eight. Man, you guys are hard on this. Um or Air Force team. I've actually <laughs> think they're going to get 10 wins here. I think the two losses I have picked for them is San Diego State and Boise State. I do think they – Hawaii is still kind of a work in progress. Um, Navy, I think, is still going to be with a new head coach developing, you know, what they're going to look like. Army is going to be tough, but I think they could win that game with it being close to where they are there. And then they're um, – I just think they, you know, they don't play anybody – Crazy non-conference, so I think they can get to be a ten and two record is kind of what I'm envisioning for them. So I think right on where they were last year is my my prediction for them. Um, let's move ahead to Boise State, the one that you know many people have predicted to win this conference. Um, so last year they were ten and four overall, eight and zero in conference, so undefeated in conference play. Um, but they haven't won a Mountain West title in since 2019. Um, but you know they have a rising star, Taylor Green who accounted for 2,600 yards of total, you know, total production, 24 overall touchdowns in, in, in last year. Uh, I think his ability um, plus his ability to run with over 586 yards and then his, his good backfield, they all replaced the two offensive linemen. So that's a little bit of concern, um, but their defense I think is going to be just as good as last year. Um, but, you know, there's always holes, holes to fill here. So um, I'll pass it over to you, Jordan. What do you think here? Based on that, based on – got to remember they have a – they might have a more difficult schedule than others. So what do you say about Boise and their chances here? Are they better or worse than their record from last year? I think they're maybe one one more loss um, just because, like you said, their schedule. I mean, they, they're at Washington. They play UCF. Um, they got Memphis on the schedule. I know Memphis isn't that great, but they're still a harder team to play. Um, <clears throat> so I, I definitely see that being a factor is just schedule. But, um, you know, with their returning offensive firepower that they had, um, if they can squeeze in those last fill, you know, fill those holes in this, you know, with, from the spring and then going into summer and, you know, just to start to, you know, it's. I think it's a good time to start the season off against a Washington team that's going to be super, we'll talk about it in the next coming podcast, but super overhyped in my eyes. Um, so I, I think it's going to be good for them to start the season off that way. If they get that win, they can ride that momentum. I can, I can see them doing the same, uh, you know, getting those 10 wins. But it's going to be all dictated on that first game and, and how, you know, their rising, you know, quarterback um, green and, you know, they're both their running backs can, perform against these big t- uh, big team like Washington um, is going to be my concern. But uh, maybe one more loss, um, but I can see them staying the same, what they did last year. All right, Jess, do you agree? I mostly agree. Um, 
I think I might be a little bit higher on Washington than Jordan is, but I think we both agree that it, you know that's going to be a real tone setter for their uh, for their year. Um, I don't think they're going to win that game, so that I'm putting that as an L right there. But it wasn't, you know, like for me, the big thing is that 8-0 last year in the conference because I was going over their schedule last year. They weren't just like beating teams. They were destroying them. I mean, Fresno State, who they did lose to, I believe, in the championship game, but they beat them by 20 that first go around. They beat Colorado State by 39, Nevada by 38, Utah State by 19. You know, they beat Wyoming by three, Air Force by five, you know, so but they were they were able to really dictate you know like put their stamp on teams in the middle of the season there so it's going to be difficult to overcome you know having three new starters i think you said there in the secondary to start the year so those guys are going to have some trial by fire uh, but i think i think they're still going to be one of if not the best teams in the conference but you know maybe just they lose an extra game this year cuz i mean I think UCF could be a challenge. Washington is going to be a challenge. And then, you know, you do expect some other teams in the Mountain West to improve off of their previous seasons. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking. That, that's a rough way to start this season. Washington and US UCF back-to-back. Um, they got to hope they split that. If they start 4-2, then they have to run the table to get the 10 wins. And so um, I think they'll... They're right, I'm right around nine or ten wins for them. I, I do think they'll lose to Washington. I mean, I, I would be shocked if they got that, that upset the first game of the year. But I, I feel like they'll lose to Washington. They might lose the U.S. I keep saying S. UCF. Yeah. I keep saying that one. Um, but I, the rest, I think they they can run the table in, in the conference. They they ran through the conference last year. They lost all their games out of conference last year. So um, I think they could be very similar as the year. But then again, you lose one of those, you're nine nine wins. So, I think right around nine or ten is what I'm what I'm seeing them coming at. All right, let's go to Colorado State next. Um, so overall, last year they were three and nine. They were three and five in conference. Um, they have the pieces to be the most improved squad in 2023 for the Mountain West. Um, I think last year I kind of noticed a lot of offensive struggles. In Jaden Norvell's uh, debut there last fall, um, they only managed 13.2 points a game, which is, is not good. Um, and then 4.8 yards a snap. So really, the offense just could get you know get it out of its own way. Um, so you know they need improvement up there up front. And the main thing on the offensive line is they they surrendered 59 sacks last year. Um, really struggled to open up rushing lanes with only 2.8 yards of a, a rush. So they need a lot of work on the offensive side. Um, their defense did actually pretty well. Kind of probably the ones that got them these these victories is they um, they they held their opponents to four point eight yards um, per snap and nineteen point nine yards a game. So I mean, if that defense wasn't as good as it was, then they would have been probably one zero or one win last year. So um, so coming into this, Jess, what do you think here? You think um, with that? They can't get anywhere but up, right? Or do you kind of see them not getting anywhere but up? What do you think? <laughs> I I mean, out of all this, you know, some out of all of these bottom feeders from last year, I think Colorado State has the best opportunity to take a big jump this year. Uh, you know, it's going to be tough for them opening with Washington State 
And then who knows what's going to happen in their second game at Colorado. Who knows what's going to happen with that team. Um, but I think Colorado State, they have a lot of potential. Uh, you know, it, it's it's difficult to say because when it comes to some of these really teams that have been really bad, you know, it's like, well, all they can do is go up from here. Uh, so I'm going to say that they're going to be a bit better. Um They've got some guys, you know, that you mentioned that their wide receiver, Tory Horton, uh, Clay Millen, who so who showed some flashes. If these guys can take that step, then I think they could reach relatively the same threshold, maybe even take, you know, get to four, maybe five wins. All right, Jordan, do you agree? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with Jess. I think that four to five wins just to push them over, I think it's going to be a really hard – task especially to ask an offense that really didn't produce last year to really produce a lot more this year to compete with the conference more i think it's going to be a hard you know ask for them to go and not go but um host washington (laughs) state yeah go get out of here guys (laughs) (laughs) host washington state but i definitely think and and i you know i'm gonna be a broken record this whole time but this first game is gonna really show what the offense has and if they show glimpses of being a decent offense and, ha- and being better than last year, I can see them going up and having a better season. But it's really going to be, yeah, it's Washington State, and they're probably going to get blown out just because it's Colorado State and they're not that great. But if their offense can at least do better than 14 points and <laughs> about five yards a snap, I mean, come on, you can you can get two and a half touchdowns. Come on now. Um, I could see them being better than they were. It's really going to depend on the offense and, you know, if they can fill the holes that they had from last year already and, you know, get continue that. And I think their defense is going to be fine. I think that they're, that's going to be their strength. But like Jess said, it's the same thing with Iowa. They don't have that offense. They have that great defense. They just that, – that offense is going to really bring them over the hump. If their offense is 10% better this year, I mean, just comparing it to their last year's schedule, they had two losses that were decided by a combined five points. So literally they lost by one to Wyoming, 14 to 13, and then they lost to Utah State, 17, 13. If they can just get like one more score, then, you know, they've already, that's five wins right there. So that's all they need. They just needed. It's obviously it's you know it's baby steps, but that's all they need there. Yeah, it's gonna be rough going. Um, that first two games again, like Washington State and Colorado, um, both teams have more talent. But then you have an easy stretch with Middle Tennessee and Utah Tech, but then you get to the harder schedule: Utah State, Boise, UNLV, Air Force, Wyoming, San Diego State. I don't think they win any of those games. So then it goes to Nevada and Hawaii. I think they, they got this hope for four wins, and I think they'll – maybe that's the improvement, I guess, if they get the four wins. So um, we'll see. Uh, four to five wins is what they're probably hoping for. All right. Uh, Fresno State. Last year, they um, they were overall – they were 10-4 and four in comp- – um, overall, and then 7-1 and one in conference. Obviously, they had um, Jake Hanger last year. We talked a lot about on the podcast. Him and receiver um, Jalen Cropper, um, you know, helped guide him to the Mountain West Championship. But both players are off to the NFL, um, leaving Jeff Tepper to 
you know, fill some big shoes here with the offense. And um, so one, the front runner right now for the quarterback is um, Central Florida transfer Mickey Keene. Not sure if that's been decided yet, but um, I know he was at one point the front runner. And they have a collection of transfers, returning options, and, and JUCO products to help hopefully fill the void at receiver. So um, they only allowed 19.4 last year on defense. Um, and, you know, they show they should be strong again on defense. And this is all the all – the, all it really comes down to is can their offense do anything to match what they've done the last couple of years with Jake Hayner there will not be in there anymore. So uh, with that being said, Jordan, what do you say? Friends will say better or worse. I think they do worse. I think the departure of their star quarterback and then, you know, huge receiver for them, but also, you know, they, they lose several positions players in the secondary on defense. I, I think, it's going to be hard for Fresno State to rebound and keep going from last year just because they they lost such a, a, a good quarterback and, and so many good players. And, yeah, they can get those transfers, but they're not going to get those big transfers. And I think it's really going to hinder them a little bit just because they're going to take a step back on offense. Yeah, like I, we were talking about before, defense you know, can do as much as they can. If their offense can't get that – going and, and get what they need. I don't know if they're going to be able to um, get back to that 10 and four. I, I can see them doing worse. I can see them getting eight wins this year um, just because of that, you know, spots they have to fill on offense and even spots they have to fill on defense, especially that secondary. So um, uh, yeah, so eight, seven, seven to eight wins. I can see them going this year just because they start the season off at Purdue Um and I think that's just going to be a tough game for them. I agree. What do you think, Jess? Yeah, I think they're going to take a step back. It's really hard to just kind of replace your, you know, NFL caliber, you know, quarterback and wide receiver. You're going to have holes in the secondary. They had to win some games in some like a shootout shootouts last year. You know, they had a, shootout against Oregon State, but they barely lost that. They had a rough loss against Connecticut. They got smacked by USC. They were they beat uh, Fred, uh, San Diego State in a bit of a shootout, UNLV in a bit of a shootout. You know, so some of these things, you know, the ball bounces your way a little better when you have those, you know, top-level guys, and those that's not just something you can replace unless you're in Alabama Ohio State, you know, those places, you know, they're quarterback, wide receiver factories. Fresno State is not that. So they're not – I don't think they're just going to be able to plug and play. And like Jordan said, you know, it's not like they're getting these five-star transfers who you're expecting to just plug in and just be instant, you know, top-level contributors. I think they're going to take a step back. Uh, So I'm going to give them probably, you know, around – Eight wins total, probably drop an extra game or two in conference. That makes sense. I, I kind of that same feeling. I mean, you have, I mean, I would think for friends to say Jake Hayner was one of those once every 10 years type of quarterbacks that you get. And I, I think he, he raised their profile a bit. I do like Coach Tedford. I think he does a good job with the pieces he usually brings in. So it wouldn't surprise me if they were to get back to 10 wins. Uh, I just think, you know, they started off with Purdue. It's going to be a tough. And then um, Arizona State, you never know, but I, I like what Arizona State's doing this year. So you have a couple of potential, 
you know, tough games out of conference to go along with your conference play, which is going to be tougher this year without your quarterback. So I can see eight wins happening as well. All right, let's move on to Hawaii. So last year, Hawaii struggled a bit as they continued to try to rebuild under Timmy Chang. Uh, overall, they were three and ten, and then two and six in conference. Um, but they did show improvement down the stretch. Um, they managed to pick off both Nevada, UNLV, and, and Mount West play. Um, Chang pre plans, you know, he's been kind of slowly implementing the the run and shoot offense, which obviously. If you remember back when they they made some of the big bowls in the past, it was in that offense. So he's trying to bring that back to the prominence and get that offense going again. But to do that, he really is is pinning his hopes on quarterback Braden Stringer to uh, continue to take a step forward. Last year, he um, threw for over twenty three hundred yards, thirteen touchdowns. But they do lose their their best offensive play playmaker, running back Jadrick Parsons. So I'm not quite sure what you're gonna get there. The defense. Um, they rank last. They have 34.7 against them last year. So it's going to be tough sledding again as they continue to try to rebuild this roster because it was left in a pretty bad shape for Jimmy Chang when he came in last year. So, uh, Jess, with that being said, what do you think about Hawaii? Better or worse than their 3-10 and 10 record last year? Honestly, like, cop-out answer, I think they're going to be pretty much the same. Um, I don't think they're going to have many immediate, you know, big-time improvements maybe quarterback they have a, t- they have a tough off they have a tough schedule outside yeah. of the conference too i mean they got annihilated by vanderbilt last year uh oregon yeah. i think we all expect to be pretty good uh i mean i'm just not seeing any real big time like i mean we're going to be talking about them soon here nevada i could definitely see them winning Stanford, maybe it's at home. Uh, new, I think a new coach is Stanford, maybe you know, it's at home. Yeah, that's true. I'm just not go. seeing anything here from, but you know, it, it, they will have another year of the run and shoot system. Maybe they can start putting up some more points. But, I think we have to outscore people for sure, right? Like, I don't think yeah. their defense is going to, even if they approve, they're not going to be approving enough to make a dent. So they're going to have to outscore folks for sure. So I'm. I'm seeing at best uh, another three-win season. All right, Jordan, do you agree? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you're, not, you're, not, I, you're, not, I, you're not picking 10 uh, wins this year for um, – Oh, no. I, I just want to say, you know how you, you stated that they were last in the Mountain West for points allowed? They yeah. were 123rd in all of college football That's not good. for points allowed. Um, just to throw it out there. I, I well, mean, at least they weren't last. I guess of all college football, right? Yeah, so. at least they weren't last. <laughs> they were <laughs> the there, Tony. That's <laughs> yep. it. Hey, 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 they, they have to find somewhere. something. They're, they're gonna, yeah. They got to grasp for all the straws, okay? <laughs> but no, I, I see them doing the same. Uh, I, I don't know. I just think it's hard. I know Tony is really big on Hawaii, and he thinks Hawaii can be the best comp team, can be the giant. best team Who ever. Play Hawaii? Who would not Ever. want to play Hawaii? I would. I tell you, I would target the Midwest in my recruiting pitch. Hey, get out of that cold. Go play for us in Hawaii. Who wouldn't want to do that? An official visit in Hawaii? Oh, come on. Official yeah. visit, and we ain't we ain't talking about going there. 
Um, I mean, I think just living in Hawaii does sound nice. I will say that, you know, if you don't care about, you know, being on need, TV ever. They need some NIL backer. They had an NIL backer and they get like a Deion Sanders type coach to energize that. Just think of what they could do there. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Hey, uh, hire me as AD Hawaii. We, we can make something we, happen. Okay. They need an NIL that could pay for flights for every parent and family member of the players. That's it. Yeah, that's hey. that's gonna be the tough one. That's why but, you get the right now deal. Hawaii Airlines. Didn't you got Notre Dame? You guys had a top linebacker. They just did a line, uh, documentary on him on uh, Monta- Matai Teo. Yeah, he didn't even stay in Hawaii. None of the best do. I mean, be honest. And that's that's where they have to they have to get those top people to want to stay. Because right now, who wants to play for a bad team? But if you can get the right coach there to energize them, I think that's where you. You can make no, a difference because they had so. a good coach in the past and they had a good team. They went to big bowl games. I, I just think it's, it's possible. And who would want to play there? I would love to play in Hawaii. But then you go to, I'm, I'm ready to play. I'm ready to be athletic now. Then, then you Call then me. you go. I'm going to go to the you know cool bowl game and then it's like Connecticut, sent uh, it's in Kansas. What no? But no, I, I think it's going to be tough for. For them to do any better, especially this year, to, you know, they're not going to. It's going to be hard to build up if they didn't get anything, you know. And and I think it's going to be hard to play those away games. I, I think that's the biggest thing for Hawaii is when you play away games. I mean, not you know, Vanderbilt and at least Oregon's on the sa- close, but Vanderbilt's not close. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's just tough away games. But yeah, three and ten, I don't see them doing any better unless. You know, they get someone. A little bit of a fun fact here about Hawaii football recruiting. Three of the top eight players in Hawaii all uh, committed to Utah this year, University of Utah. So they're staying, it looked like based on the chart, they're all staying on the West Coast. It shouldn't be that hard to get them to stay home. Well, and the reason they stay at West Coast because they want their family to visit them exactly. when they play, right? So, so they want the family to part. Give them your pitch, man. I'm telling you, man. I play director, and then well, we're going to win some stuff. You guys could be my co-directors. Where we're good to go. We're, we're flying to Hawaii. We're going to live out there. So Hell yeah. Ready. <laughs> Wouldn't make oh. recording the podcast a little easier. I, although I think that would violate some kind of policy. <laughs> Well, it'll all be about Hawaii then. It's, we'll it's do our Hawaii. podcast on the beach every day, <laughs> and then it's one of the waves in the back. And then when we hit our milestone, we'll do it in, uh, on top of an active volcano. <laughs> all right, that's all a right. Goal. Well, that and then when Jess, cool, yeah. and then when Jess talks push. bad about another day, we push him in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was accident. Accident. fired. No, no, it's... no. No, 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 no. It's not getting fired. That's not messy. We don't have to deal with it afterwards. Yeah, we just, it's just no, happening over at that point. Charge, yeah. but, tri- right. No, no, you <laughs> trip. It'll be on. It'll be on camera. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. Hey, why? Call me up. We're ready. We're ready to come there. Take over the program. Just let us know. Um, all right. Next up, another not so great team. So Nevada um, last year overall two and ten conference zero and eight. Um, so. Some good news for the Wolfpack. They started 2-0 last year, uh, but finished the year on a 10-game losing streak in Ken Wilson's um, debut season. Um, both sides of the ball played terrible. Um, offense only managed 18.8 points per game, and the defense allowed 30.9 um, a game. Um, but they did hit the portal for some help, including starters and quarterback um, Brandon Lewis from Colorado, 
running back Sean Dollars from Oregon. Um, but they do have to replace Don Peterson up front, so on their defense. Um, but with six starters back, maybe they can get a little better. We'll see. All right, Jordan, Nevada, are you betting on the whip pack? No. Get it? Betting? <laughs> I guess yeah, Nevada, I, I okay. get it. No, I don't. I don't think they're going to do that great. I think maybe their running backs going to do help them a little bit. I think they get three wins, maybe. But to start the season off at <laughs> USC, Kansas, um, uh, Kansas, I, I, Kansas has their quarterback back this year. He did get hurt halfway State, through the season. Yeah, so. the, all of this in like the first half there, it's brutal for him. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, well, I, I don't know. They did the, that. That one team they did beat last year was Texas Tech or Texas State. So they're back on there. All right, but yeah. it's at Texas State this year, so that's okay. They beat them thirty-eight to fourteen. So their their defense actually played well. Oh, good. They give us some. They they also beat New Mexico State. Um, okay. Okay. Which they don't have on the schedule. Yeah. This year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, maybe Idaho I, takes their place. You know. No, I I think their team their their schedule is kind of hard, especially early. I mean. Yeah, Kansas is Kansas, but if Kansas can continue their success early on, they did last year, it's going to be a tough game. And I think they. I mean, they have, they have a new quarterback and running back, right? And and both came from good programs, so maybe. Oh, wait, maybe whoa, 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 whoa! I Colorado, mean, like calling Colorado a good program. When I say good programs, year. I mean like Colorado bigger, was bigger the worst program, power bigger five team, big power year. five programs is what I mean. Okay compared to what they are as a program. So. No, that I mean, that's fair. The level of competition that Colorado had to play will be different. But uh, this was also a team that uh, lost 27-0 to zero against Iowa. They let up 27 points to Iowa. That's fine. <laughs> like, but yeah, no. I Honestly, I, I think I'm stretching. I'm just giving them too much confidence. I think they stay the same. I think they get two wins this year, and they drop 10. And I really hope it is the first two games they play to get the two wins, but I don't think they're going to beat USC. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to. This. I can't wait for the podcast if they do, though. Yeah, but yeah, two and two and ten, maybe maybe three. All right, I'm going to throw it in there. Maybe not well, three. <laughs> I'm not going to bet on the three, but hey, if the quarterback or running back are good, maybe you never know. No, I, their yeah, defense. We gotta get a defense. At best, three. At best three okay. wins and one okay. of them is usc we heard it here jess said it whoa 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 oh what a what a statement jess, jess i crazy, like this man. statement man <laughs> sugar honey ice and tea on my name <laughs> trying to t- attach that take to me. uh-uh uh-uh all right um let's move ahead to new mexico uh not another great team here but they were two and ten overall zero and eight in conference um, they only averaged 3.9 yards a play. They failed to score more than 21 points in a Mountain West game last year. Um, they did land a handful of transfers. You never know. You might strike gold there, including UAB quarterback Dylan Hopkins, a new coordinator, Brian Vincent, to jumpstart the, the offense. Um, the defense is also under construction with just two <laughs> returning starters um, for next year. So, I'm 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 not very confident here with New Mexico, but if if they could be anybody, they do have Texas A&M first, so maybe that's a maybe that's a shot for them, you know. Uh, but uh, what do you say, Jess? Who do you, what, what what do you got here for New Mexico? If uh, 
if New Mexico beats Texas A&M, Texas A&M should fire every single person on their coaching staff. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's not what six million. That could fund Hawaii if for I'm years. them and I see that, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I this is another one where it's like I just don't see that much improvement. I think maybe with Hopkins coming in, some new coordinators. I mean, maybe they can beat Tennessee Tech. Uh, I hope so. Maybe, maybe you know, in Nevada. I know we're all pretty low on Nevada, but this is a team that I'm just as low on, so that's a coin flip game to me. Uh they better hope that quarterback is really good. Yeah, they they they're gonna need some some help on on this offense. I mean, the only time they eclipsed twenty one points was last year. Uh, they they beat New Mexico thirty one twenty, and then they beat Maine forty one zero, and I think that was it. Well, they do have, they Otherwise, do have Mexico, most of their games. New Mexico State on the on the schedule. Wait, so I, you said New Mexico? Did they? That was at the spring game. They put twenty one points up last year. He meant New uh, no. No, actually, I, I think oh. I was wrong. Hold on, I'm just going through. Yeah, no. Uh, no, I'm sorry. They uh, they lost that one. I, it was New Mexico State that they <laughs> twenty one to nine. I I got those two back backwards there. Yeah. So I mean, other than that, it's like. 35 to 3 they lost, 17 to 0 they lost, 41 to 9 they lost. So they, unless they jump start this offense, yeah, no. They're, they're not getting past two wins. And even then, like maybe it's two. All right, Jordan, do you do you have uh, any more uh, sunny um predictions no. here for two two wins? Um the, I just wanted to state that the most points they scored last year against, you know, like just said, any team was 20. And but no, I they did get 41 against Maine. Yeah, they beat Maine forty-one to zero, and then after that, uh, they, they won a second game. What was their second win against? Uh, you, against UTEP twenty-seven to ten. Then they got trounced by LSU thirty-eight zero. Then they lost 35 to the. They were not putting up a lot of points. <laughs> is what I'm getting at here. No. I honestly don't know if they even get two wins. A win. I think they get one win. Texas, uh, T- Tennessee Tech. I think that's yeah, it. that's it. Maybe UMass, maybe two. But I, I don't know. I can't. Don't bet I on them. I Depending on, on how Nevada. I, I these are the kind of things where if we it's were getting Nevada. into, if we were getting into like some betting stuff, I really would like to check at some point. You know, just for our sake. Hey, you know, I'm not hey, going to do it right now. The what is their over under on wins? Hey, what um, is the betting line here? Fans out there, if you're betting on any of these teams, uh, you need some help. And, you know, <laughs> we'll get you to betting numbers out there because you should be betting if you're betting yeah, on these teams. It's like 1-800, depending on what you're stating. Look it up yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's on Google.com, and then you put in betting number, and then it's it, whatever. Hey, it's different in every state, man. <laughs> like, what is the over-under here? It's It's uh, got to well, be like what? Like one and a half wins? <laughs> like maybe they get one? They probably put it like right at where they were, like two to three. That way, it makes you like think yeah. about it, like you know. I don't know, man. Oh, we're we're, we're talking about New Mexico. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> they're over 3.5. Really? 3.5? Yeah. See, but that's a tough bet because if you bet under 3.5, I mean, you have to hope they really are bad again. You know, but I have to get have to get four wins and you just lost your bet. You know, this is one of those ones you, you don't would, want to take. You would only, I'm you taking bet, the under. If you bet $10, you'd make eight. <laughs> uh, for the under? For either, pretty much. Yeah. Wow. Ten. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, don't bet on them. Don't bet that. (laughs) All right. right. Words of wisdom from Tony. That's right. Don't. (laughs) You want to bet something? Bet um, Sam Hartman for Heisman. So, uh, call that first. So, Um, all right. Next up, San Diego State. Um, They were overall seven to six last year. Five of three in conference. Uh, Jalen Maynard stepped up as quarterback last year. He kind of emerged with over 2,200 yards and 15 touchdowns. They have a new coordinator in Ryan Lindley who helps to build on that, you know, solid finish to last season uh, and bring in a improvement. They only averaged 21.5 points a game, but they hope with um, adding Lindley and then getting the continued experience of Mater that they can continue to improve that offensive output that they had last year. Um, but the part they're they're going to have to deal with some departures as their top receivers, Tyrell Shavers and Jesse Matthews are both gone, including a couple of lo- losses on the front line there from their offense. Um, there's only two starters back on defense as well, and they did play pretty well last year, 4.9 yards a snap. But um, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna need some help probably with um, young guys and transfers. Um, so that's San Diego State. So Jess, who you got? Um, higher or lower seven and six overall for um, San Diego State. Yeah, they're a tough one. Uh, because while, as you said, uh, their quarterback kind of you know kind of came into his own, it seemed like in the second half, they are losing two of the top targets. They're lo- they're not gonna have a lot of starters in the secondary. Uh, they're just really on, on defense, I think it was you said. Um, but they do get Boise State and Fresno State at home. So I'm going to take the over uh, here on their previous. So I think they're going to get to like maybe eight wins this year. If their quarterback can take that step, I yeah. mean, I would hope they, you know, in, in terms of their schedule, the the roughest one is, you know, UCLA, but yeah. Oregon State know, right after that. And then Boise State. It's a home game. Mm. They get Boise State. Uh, they get Fresno State, you know, all at home. You know, again, we're not super high on teams like Hawaii, Nevada. Uh, Utah State was pretty meh last year. We'll be talking about them soon. You know, like, it seems their ske- their schedule fell favorably for them, which could take the pressure off of this quarterback to help help him, you know, continue the tra- tra- trajectory he was on. And it's easier for a quarterback to help make wide receivers. If if he is good, he can help make wide receivers better than you know wide receivers coming in for to a really bad quarterback situation. Just kind of how it seems like that always goes. So if he's developing, that should help the wide receivers. Um, so I'm gonna say that they, they have a slight improvement, but I don't think they're going to be competing for the you know Mountain West Championship. All right, Jordan, do you agree? Yeah, I think they stay either the same or maybe a little, little better. I don't see them really <clears throat> going to compete for the conference championship, you know, this year. 
um, just because there's so they lost so many. And yeah, that quarterback started to find his own the second half of the season, but it's hard when you find your own so late into the season and then you just lose those two guys that you know you found your own with. And so I think it's just going to be the same. And going back with, you know, this is all on FanDuel, everybody. So um, the, <laughs> the over is six and a half. It's six and a half over under. That's that's what they have for. I don't know how you get a half win, but it can happen. It's uh, so that way. I know when what you it take is. The un- okay. Well, you said you don't know how you get a half win. So I, I don't know what you know, Jordan. You're a mysterious creature. I know that you don't like Notre Dame. Um, <laughs> um I, I honestly think six and six is right where I would keep them. I mean that that stretch of UCLA, Oregon State, Boise State, Air Force, back to back to back before their first bye week is going to be rough. I think they lose all four of those games, um, and then they come back. They get Hawaii, Nevada. They get those, and then I think Utah State, Colorado State, San Jose State, and Friends State. It's going to be tough. They get to take a couple of those. I, I think right around six six, kind of similar to what they had last year. I think where they end up. Um, all right, let's move on to San Jose. Last year, San Jose was seven and five overall, five and three in conference. Uh, they won seven games, earned a postseason bid to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl last year. Um, but they were closer to bigger things. They had three losses by eight points or less. Uh, their quarterback Shevin Cordero um, has had over thirty two hundred yards and twenty three touchdowns. And he's arguably the conference's um, top returning single caller. And, had, and we worked behind an experienced offensive line. Um, they will lose Elijah Cooks, who had 69 catches at receiver. Uh, but Justin Lockhart and Charles Ross, uh, who are the second or third receivers, will step into that void as new go-to targets, I think. They have six starters back on defense. Um, but they, they do miss a, a couple of their top um, players. And Hiko and Hall, who had 16.5 combined sacks. So... You lose some, you gain some, so it's going to be kind of a mixed bag there. But they have an opportunity, I think, to be a little better than they were last year. Um, what do you say, Jordan? Um, so getting seven and five overall. I think I think they stay the same. <clears throat> Just looking at their schedule, I think they yeah. they they start the season at USC, then they Oregon lose State. that, then Oregon State. I think they lose that. They play Toledo. I think they lose to Toledo at Toledo. They, I think, that's they're lucky that they have. Um, Air Force at home, but I think they lose the Air Force and then lose to the Boise State. I think at least those five, oh. and it's going to be right early. <laughs> they're going to, I feel bad. Their schedule sucks to begin the season. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I see seven losses discounting the schedule. So, yeah. Um, I, I yeah. can see them staying the same or going down just because their schedule sucks. But that quarterback, I mean, he's good. Um, but they have this tough schedule. You know, it's going to be tough. Uh, what do you say, Jess? I think they're going to stay the same, maybe even see some slight improvement. Quarterback play is going to be very important, and I don't think the Mountain West is, the you know, the conference with all, you know, with many good, if not great, quarterbacks. Uh, no offense to the Mountain West Conference. <laughs> you know, so I think that could be a huge difference maker, especially, you know, if he's returning as the expected best signal caller and he continues to develop, that could be huge for them. Uh, you know, having some, having consistency on that offensive line and experienced and, you know, guys that know how to play together. The offensive line is so difficult to play like as a cohesive unit. 
it's not Madden where you just, you know, shove in a bunch of guys with high overalls and they just instantly click. They're instantly that good. So having that experience, having some, you know, consistency there will be key. And, you know, I could see them getting some wins. You know, the, the beginning of that schedule is daunting. USC, Oregon State. I, I'm not too high on Cal Poly. Um, Toledo, maybe. It's usually a pretty good team. Yeah, it's at Toledo. So, you know, Air Force, if we're expecting Air Force to take a bit of a step back, you know. Uh, Boise State, at Boise State, that's not good. But New Mexico, Utah State, Hawaii, could definitely see them clean it up. New Mexico, Utah State, Hawaii. If, you know, again, Fresno State will be rough. San Diego State, that'll be a tough one. And UNLV, that should be a tough-ish game. So, you know, I could definitely see them scrapping together a, you know, if some of these games go their way, I could definitely see them hitting seven, maybe eight, but probably get just get back to seven. All right. Yeah, I think we're all around the same, give or take a game or two, better or worse. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see how that quarterback takes in there next, next year. Um, all right, next up, UNLV. Last year, they were five and seven overall, three and five in conference. They seem poised to have a good season last year. They started out four and one, um, but then um, they went one and six the rest of the way. And Marcus Aurora, the head coach there, lost his job. Uh, they have a new head coach in Barry Odom, who uh, you may remember worked on the Missouri staff to, who helped produce some of the better defensive team, one of the better defensive teams out there. Because, I mean, you saw him upset Georgia and some other teams with that defense. Uh, so, yeah, I think he'll be able to add to a defense that has struggled the last few years, you know, Usually um, one of the worst defenses since 2014 in the Mountain West. I think he should help approve that right away. Um, but I think, you know, what he's not started from scratch here, I think he has quarterback um, Doug Brumfield and receiver Ricky White should really help with the new offensive coordinator, Brendan Mannion's uh, offense. And then they um, have new quarter running back, Courtney Reese, averaged um, 7.2 yards a game as a backup last year. So, they're starting off with a quarterback, a wide receiver, and a running back, and hopefully some improvements on defense. So, um, you know, keep that in mind here as you're thinking about their record. So, five and seven is their overall record. So, um, Jess, what do you say? Better or worse than last year? I think they're going to take a step back. I think just for any team, you know, having the ending to that season that they did, now they're learning a new system. You know, it's going to be rough, and especially since – you know, Michigan and Vanderbilt, two of their first three games, you know, that'll be rough for them. Ending the year, Air Force, San Jose State, at Fresno State. I I, I just, at best, I see them getting back to five wins. All right. Jordan, agree? Same. I, I, I think their schedule dictates that five wins. I mean, they beat Bryant. Obviously, UTEP, they beat Hawaii, Nevada, Colorado. I think those are all easy wins, <clears throat> but or Colorado State, sorry. Um, but I, I just don't see them being able to beat and compete with these other, you know, Fresno State, Air Force. They they got lucky with not drawing, uh, getting Boise State this year. But uh, Michigan's going to destroy them in their cakewalk of a conf- or schedule. Vanderbilt's going to go in and just – beat them just because they're an sec school even though they're not the best sec school they're still an sec school so um same as they were last year i think they're going to show glimpses 
just because they have a new coach and the players, I think, are going to enjoy and have a better time with this new head coach. But I think they're going to have that five wins only. I think this is going to be that team this year that, as Jordan said, is going to show flashes and is going to be better in a year or two down the line. But I don't think this is going to be their year. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Five wins, more than likely, right around there. Um, I think it takes a, it takes more than a year for a head coach to really implement their system, especially if they're rebuilding a, a program. So, um, up next, you have Utah State. They were six and seven overall last year, five and three in conference. Um, so after winning eleven games and the Mountain West title in Blake Anderson's first year, um, they slid back as I mentioned, six to seven last season. Um, so they went from averaging 32 points a game in 2021 to 22 points a game in 2022. So, you know, that's not, that's an issue. And then the defense, um, you know, surrendered 31.2 points a game. So it gave up a lot of points there. Um, you know, turning things around defense won't be easy. Uh, they lost a handful of potential contributors to the transfer portal as they lost, um, some folks to Baylor, BYU, Cincinnati. Um, so they lost some, some good teams there. And so they have to kind of do a little bit of a rebuild job here, I think. So um, with that being said, Jordan, what do you say here? Six to seven overall, <laughs> do you think better or worse? I think worse. I, I think just because they lost so much and they lost the offensive coordinator, um, Anthony Tucker to Indiana. And I just think that they didn't bring in enough through the transfer portal to you know, recoup the guys they lost and the guys they lost weren't going to like, you know, another uh, small, you know, or group of five school. They're going to bigger schools. So they're, they're good players. Now they're losing them. And I think it's just going to hinder them. And I think at Iowa, the first off the season um, is going to be tough. And I think just their schedule in, I mean, their schedule doesn't it kind of favors them a little bit, but I think they lost, they're losing too much and not regaining enough. And I think the teams they play this year are going to be able to put up numbers when their offense is not going to be able to put up the numbers to compete with those teams. So I can see them getting, you know, four wins this year and just going down four, three to four wins this year just because they're losing so much uh, in coaching staff and offense or just players in general and i think it's just going to be tough to you know regain from that yeah i agree i i I don't have much to add to that (laughs) you know all the losses particularly on defense when they were already giving up 32.6 a game like that's that's going to be tough to come back from so probably taking a step back this year uh probably going to lose an extra game in conference you know i just don't think they're gonna be much of a fight for particularly some of the better teams yeah i mean they're yeah it's gonna be tough i mean they're, they're off their um out of conference schedule is not too too bad i mean iowa's gonna be tough probably lose that one but they should be out of idaho state james madison and you yeah, well, UConn was kind of better last year, so it's hard to see. So you can only get if you get three wins out of there, you get. I don't know where to get three more wins in conference. It's gonna to be tough. Um, but yeah, we have some other bad teams up there, so well, I guess we'll see. All right, final team, Wyoming. Overall, eight and five last year, five and three in conference. Uh, Craig Boyle's program has won at least six games each of the last six seasons, and with fifteen returning starters um, contending for the Mountain West title. 
game is within its reach. Um, but in order to do that, um, they really need to, um, you know, prove the uh, passing attack. As last year, they only averaged 21.2 points a contest. Um, quarterback Andrew Peasley returns, but is uh, under pressure to approve as he only had 5.7 yards per attempt and nine interceptions last year. Um, as, you know, the strict of the, the team is once again um, – probably going to be on the running backs and in that front line. So um, with that being said, uh, Jess, what do you think here? Better or worse? Eight and five. They're the fir- three of their first four games are going to be very tough. Texas tech at Texas and then app state um, in the middle of that. They got Portland state who I think they should be um, overall. This is a tough schedule, but I do think, you know, with, again, assuming improvement from quarterback play, uh, you know, he's returning. They got some experience there, particularly on the def- on the defensive side. You know, they could, you know, take another step there. I could see them reaching eight wins again. But that three of those first four games, that is just brutal. Yeah, that is really a brutal schedule to start. What do you say, Jordan? No, yeah, I think they're – I think – they their schedule kind of helps them a little bit you know yeah they have texas tech texas app state then they play at um air force and and at boise state but i think besides those five games all the other ones they can get by and i think they're going to stay the same especially with all the returning starters on defense they have 10 i think that's really going to dictate them help them and if their quarterback can step up grow get better i think you know wyoming could be a dark horse um even though their schedule is kind of tough early on i can see them if their quarterback gets better and their defense grows too i can see them beating app state i can see them sp- uh, splitting air force Bo- boise state and just being a team that can but it's all going to depend on that so right now i can see them being eight and five again yeah definitely um yeah i definitely see them you know, we're in that, that same area because that is a that is a tough schedule. Um, but I mean, if they can manage the conference play, I think they'd be okay. But they have a tough conference schedule. Is that the at Air Force and at Boise State? Is this going to be tough on top of the non-conference schedule? So, mm-hmm. might be a tough tough sledding to get back up there if we lift all the returning starters that they have. All right, that's all the play, um, the games, teams um, throughout the conference. Let's talk about maybe a player to watch in the conference. So um, I'll, I'll kick us off here first. I, I really kind of have my eye on, um, we talked about New Mexico and kind of a negative contents a little bit, but I like, I like um, Dylan Hopkins. He's um, the, the UAB transfer. He, um, he was at 63% completion in 2022. He had 6.4 yards of scramble when he, when he ran the football and he has big play potential at over 14 yards of completion. Uh, only a little help, but I think he could potentially be the quarterback that um, New Mexico has been waiting for that could jumpstart that offense and get them kind of moving in the right direction. So I'm interested to see what he does with that team that kind of picks him up off the ground there. Um, so I'll pass over to you, Jess. Who's somebody that's sticking out to you for this conference? So for me, it's uh, the defensive end out of Colorado State, Mohamed Kamara. Uh, he was very, very good last year. 17 tackles for loss, eight and a half sacks, 12 run stops. So he's a little undersized. He sits at around 6'1", 250. He's actually 
birthplace Newark, New Jersey isn't too far from me. So that's kind of a fun yeah. fact. Everybody there. has their faults. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is being a 6-1 defensive end, although if he were to be a 3-4 outside linebacker, I think that could work to his strengths a little better, um, at least size-wise. But, you know, if he can improve off of that, I mean, 17 tackles for loss is very good. And if he can get to double-digit sacks, they they could have themselves a quite the playmaker on defense there. All right. And wrapping it up, Jordan, who's your player to watch? Um, Tor- Troy Horton, Horton from Colorado State, wide receiver. Um, just, you know, being the only guy at Colorado State that puts up these numbers, um, he had 1,131 receiving yards last year on th- uh, 71 care- or receptions. So that just means he averaged 15.9 yards a care or after or catch. So, you know, especially when you're a guy that Colorado State doesn't have anyone else and you put up a thousand yards when all the team, on all, uh, all the defense has to do is game plan for you. It has to be saying something, you know, um, you know, route running and everything like that really dictates. And, and he, has seen other teams. He's transferred from Nevada, um, uh, played last year with Colorado State, so he's going into his senior year. Um, I think he's going to have huge leaps, bounds, and and put up a lot of numbers, and, and we could see him being one of the best receivers, not even just in this conference, but you know, we could be talking about him later on for the NFL draft if he continues where he is right now. All right, all good picks there. Um, let's wrap it up with who we think is going to win the conference. I have Boise State. I, I just feel like they're going to be, with a returning quarterback, I just think they have the most talent. Um, I think they have a little bit of a tough off, off um, non-conference schedule, but I think they'll win the conference. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not, I have no idea who they're going to play. This, this is a mess of teams that could either be good or not. Um, I think Wyoming has a chance, but their schedule's tough too. Everybody has a tough schedule, so you don't know how they're going to really work through it, but I, I do think Boise's going to find their way winning this conference. Um, Jess, do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, Wyoming is probably in my mind going to be coming for that second spot. Uh, but I think Boise State's got it. All right, Jordan, agree or disagree? No, I definitely think Boise State got it. Um, one of my other players I just didn't mention is their quarterback, uh, Tylan Green. I think if he can stay healthy and be, you know, grow, I think he's going to be one of the better rece- or quarterbacks in this class. Uh, on this, in the, in this conference. And I think he will grow with all the players around him. So Boise state, I think this, especially this year is a little easy for him. All right. Well, that is our full mountain West preview. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed that. I got something out of it. Uh, should be an interesting conference to watch with teams really can go a lot of different directions here. So I'll be interested to see how they do throughout the year, but as always, um, please follow along with us on Twitter, In The Flat Pod, and our website, InTheFlatPodcast.com. Next week, we'll be jumping into Conference USA. Um, so if you happen to have any questions or would like us to discuss anything Conference USA, please send it in. Um, and if not, we'll see you next week with that um, breakdown of the Conference USA. Till then, bye.